It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Monday, January 29th, with your host, me, Ray, and uh, the good-looking kid, Zach. And before we get started, if I may, Igor, the reason we weren't on Saturday night is, well, I didn't feel good. <laughs> I, yeah, I glad you got some rest. well Saturday, and... Uh, and I mentioned to Zach, could we not do it? And being the good son that he is, he said, eh, sure, screw all the people that wanted to watch the show. No, he didn't say. But I really didn't feel good. And I'm feeling much, much better today. All right. I'm glad you're feeling better, Pops. Let's jump right into it. What is going on at Toyota? Uh, lead headline in automotive news, Toyota halts some diesel shipments. After more testing irregularities, Toyota will suspend shipments of several vehicles equipped with diesel engines supplied by Toyota Industries. Some of those nameplate vehicles being the Hilux pickup, that's not one sold here in North America, but sold around the world, Land Cruiser SUVs, as well as select Lexus LX models. Dad, this is the third scandal to hit Toyota in seemingly as many months. What the hell is going on over at Toyota? They got caught again. It is, you know, I saw that headline. I saw that story. I sent it to you right away. It is beyond me what is what is going on there. Um, I realize that in corporations, whether they be um, here in the United States or over in Japan, the corporations get rather large and um, the type of communication and culture doesn't always filter all the way down. And mm -hmm. Many people that work in corporations in, in upper management and mid-management feel a tremendous amount of pressure um, to produce and hit the goals that are set for them by their superiors. And I guess, in reality, when some of these people realize those goals can't be hit, rather than just telling the people who came up with the goals, we can't hit these goals, they figure out ways to cheat to make it look like they hit the goals. And, you know, it went on at Daihatsu, it went on at Hino, and it's, it, it's now in another portion of the Toyota Motor Group. And it is, I mean, they are literally stopping production and stopping deliveries of these diesel vehicles until they can get um, this under control. And it, it's it's really my suspicion and i want your opinion on this as well my suspicion is that this goes on everywhere at every company and that we really should question um the the quality and the statements that are made at any corporation about how a vehicle is supposed to work or how it's supposed to perform or how a, a dishwasher works or your re who knows i mean who knows it's super interesting, Dad. The Hino Motors controversy that affected hundreds of thousands, between somewhere between yeah. half a million and a million Hino Motors um, uh, trucks. Those yes. are uh, like almost, I, they're not pickup trucks, far from it, but they're 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 trucks that affected they're, half they're a million. They're medium duty and heavy duty trucks. Yep. And then we had lots of resignations and really firings at Hino Motors. And Toyota, if I'm not mistaken, actually sold off their stake in Hino Motors as a result of all that. They wanted to distance themselves from it. And then, like you said, Daihatsu 
that was on uh, early in December of last year. So we had mm -hmm. that what, maybe six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago now. And that was Toyota Val's reform after affiliate Daihatsu caught in safety scandal. Again, hundreds of thousands of vehicles impacted there. And now this, this set of challenges that they're facing are with some of their names, you know, namesake brands, uh, Lexus being impacted, Toyota being impacted. And they're actually having to stop production. To your point of, does this happen in corporations everywhere? Yeah. Is it auto specific? No. Is it wild that it's Toyota? Yeah. I'd say the fact that it's Toyota because they are the gold standard in this yeah. industry for quality, for, for uh, uh, I'm not craftsmanship, but just like you can trust them, you can count on them. And then we've got three stories in the span of a year that all break down that trust. They, they, they are well regarded as, as the gold standard when it comes to quality and, and how they build their vehicles. Yeah. And they are, as, as we like to be the trusted source in automotive, they are the trusted manufacturer in automotive until, well, they're, they're not anymore. And, and, you know, trust is earned through deeds. And trust is lost through deeds. And and this to me just it 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 frightens me that you know I'm I'm gonna share a quick story. And yeah, go for it. And 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 the story dates back to 2008 when um I was I was let go at the Penske organization during the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking nationwide to find the right fit for my next career move. And ultimately we ended up moving to, to Maryland. The thing that amazed me is every dealer website I would go on was, it, it was just, these are the most wonderful people in the world. If you read their website. You know, their dedication to, to customer satisfaction and always doing the right thing. And then you and then you read their reviews, which well are 180 degrees from their statements of how they want to take care of customers. Yeah. And I thought to myself, my God, this would be a great industry if we actually lived with what we say we do. And I think I think the same can be said for Toyota right now. Um, they would be a great manufacturer if they actually did the things they said they did. But it's frightening to find out that they don't. And, and if one of the most respected brands in the world is lying, cheating, and stealing about what they're doing, what does it say about the less respected brands? What might they be doing? What claims might they be making that aren't real, that aren't based in reality, that that are based on cooked books, so to speak? It's just, it's 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 frightening to me. You know, I you know I just I just redid my kitchen. I spent yep. a lot of money on appliances and stuff, you know, based on, well, it's this, it's who knows, who knows how long this stuff will last. Who knows if the say, if the things they say they put into these appliances are actually the things they put into these appliances. 
I, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but if Toyota, okay, is cooking the books, so to speak, how am I supposed to trust anybody else, in my opinion? <laughs> there it is. Um, so let's let's put a few more uh, pieces of information out on the table so everyone's on the same page. So Toyota Industries, so it's like a subsidiary, a, a function within Toyota. Yes. The engines that are in question here, none of them are vehicles sold in North America. So it's affecting Europe, Japan, Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. There is no timeline on when shipments, so production will be picked back up. 36,000 of these vehicles are produced monthly. So that's some context here in terms of scope. And uh, the president of Toyota Industries, uh, Koichi Ito, said in a follow-on um, press conference that this is likely had something to do with lack of training and poor communication between engineers and the team that was in charge of certifying uh, certifying their work. This goes back all the way to 2017, um, is, is what they've said. So... These issues are fairly, fairly deeply rooted within the organization. I mean, it's 2024 right now, so it's been yes. six, seven years of this. And it does make you scratch your head a little bit. So we had it happen at Hino. We had yes. it happen at Daihatsu. We had and, it happen and, at Toyota Industries. Now, and when to your happened, point, not being a conspiracy theorist, but is it happening in North America? I don't know. Probably. And, and, and here's the thing about Daihatsu. They, they were safety-related crash tests stuff that was it dates back 30 years 30 years that that they were falsifying this stuff for 30 years that that's not like that okay that's that's a nanosecond in all the time the world has ever seen but that that's that's like something that where you go uh this is planned yeah, well, the Daihatsu ramifications have been huge. You can see here in the article, Dad, Japanese authorities on January 26 revoked approval for Daihatsu to produce three commercial vehicles in Japan. That was the third instance of Japan's transport ministry rescinding type approval for Daihatsu models. So Daihatsu can't even make new vehicles <laughs> right now. Like that's how much they screwed up, to your point, 30 years safety related. Yes. Um, and Toyota fully owns Daihatsu. They have a 25% stake in Toyota Industries. Again, the subsidiary that they have an interest in that obviously produces things for, for Toyota. Um, and then the Hino one, as you can see, it was all the way back to 2003 that the issues were present at Hino. So, yeah, really. And, and I guess it is this story that is partly are there going to be things that happen with automakers that shock us because, you know, they're cutting corners? Yes. That's not that's one part of the story. The other part of the story is it's Toyota. If any yeah. other automaker came out, I mean, maybe Honda would be in the same boat here or Subaru. But you just there's certain brands that you don't expect to hear this from. Mm -hmm. This pains me to say, but if Ford had come out and we heard these things, we'd be like, yeah, it's Ford. It's Ford. Like it pains me. It pains me to say that. I'm not trying to pass too much yeah. judgment, but like, you know, it'd be like, yeah, of course, they lead the league in recalls. This is what happens. Like you cut corners. But Toyota, that's the other part of this story is like, that's the brand. That's getting caught up in this, the most beloved brand in, in America. We look at our data all the time, Dad. The, the, the number one brand that people are searching for back on Car Edge, Toyotas. It's not even close. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that amazes me when, when I had the golf store in Arizona for a few years, and the golf store at that time was two miles, three miles down the road from uh, the GM proving grounds when GM had their proving grounds in Arizona and the engineers used, they were avid golfers. And 
I was the closest golf store to the proving ground. So they used to show up at my store all the time. And, and I would, you know, I became friendly with, them. and I, I, I said, what's the best car out there? I said, cause every time you show up, you show up in a different vehicle. And that's because they would buy everybody else's vehicles and they tear them down to see how they were built and the quality of the materials. And he, and he said, without question. And this was in 1989, 1990 the highest quality vehicles being built today are Lexus. Okay. They would, they, they just couldn't, they couldn't get over the quality of the parts and the quality of the build. Now, you know, you, you, you start reading and you got to begin to wonder, did they just decide to put all that aside and, and, and try and figure out cheaper ways to do it? Um, it, it just, you know, did it become the new corporate culture to to find ways to cut back? I, I it just, it it's scary to me. It's just, it's because it's Toyota. I pull up this comment here from J Mac. The difference between Ford and Toyota. Ford is sloppy. Toyota did it with the intent to deceive. That's an interesting take on that one. You could maybe uh, uh, justify it at some corporations because, yeah, yeah, they already. They already swing and miss the ball, but when someone is intentionally, you know, like they, they hit home runs when they go up to the plate and then these things come up, it almost, it does make you wonder, were they trying to make sure that these things never got to light? But, but then dad, you got to look at the response thus far. It's like, you know, the response has been very public. Like, Hey, we're stopping production. Like they're not trying to hide anything at this point. You can't really hide well, anything. Yeah. You, 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 you it, it's, it's not like you can hide it any further. You've been hiding it for all these years. <laughs> And, and it's finally been exposed to the light of day. And so, you know, you, you beg for forgiveness. Um, you pledge to make things better. You, you pledge to purge the corporation of those who didn't quite um, um, encapsulate the corporate culture of the time. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're going to say whatever you need to say to make it better for the public that has lost faith and trust in you, okay? Um, yeah, so it better be public. The apology better be public. Um, yeah, but it's just it's just frightening when it's when it's Toyota. And you know, let's be honest. Uh, you know, when it came to Dieselgate and and VW and the VW Group. Uh, falsifying um, the 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 cleanliness of their diesel engines um, mm -hmm. through uh, technology uh, fixes, so that it would say it's one thing and it's something else. Um, yeah, and, device uh, defeat devices. Yeah. Yes, and and BMW got caught, and mm -hmm. Mercedes Benz got. I mean, they all. It's not like it was just VW. And the VW, it, it apparently it was all of them. And here's this, at least to me, you know, one of the reasons that this is an issue is because most of this had to do with emissions, mm -hmm. you know, trying to produce vehicles that produced fewer emissions for mm -hmm. the better part of humanity okay mm -hmm. to help save humanity to to help uh, mitigate 
some of the uh, some of the issues how it impacts climate and you know they were all screaming we've done this we've done that and and it turns out that whatever the emission savings was all bs it was all bogus it was all you know th- this is how much we've cut back emissions when in yeah. reality they really didn't <laughs> But dad, it looked good on paper. I you yeah. gotta acknowledge it. it looked good on paper. A lot of people went to bed at night, felt really good, slept great because it looked yes. good on paper. So it's it's a lot of I hate to say it like this, but it's a lot of just up here. We're all trying to kind of convince ourselves yes. they're better than they are. And then scandals like these come to light. Again, what's happened recently, the news of today is the fact that at Toyota Industries, a subsidiary within Toyota or a company that Toyota has a material interest in that produces uh engines on behalf of Toyota improper certifications of the engines in some of their vehicles affecting 36,000 vehicles produced monthly that are no longer being produced. So pretty big story and, to get, and, to get our and attention. And they produced some engines for other brands, Subaru, yes. Mazda. I forget there was a third one, um, you know, that they weren't, they weren't models that came to North America, but the, their models that are in, in Europe or wherever it's, it's just, yeah. Europe, Africa, Asia. Yeah. And, and all, all those, all, all those savings, emission savings that we thought we had, we didn't have, we didn't, you know, we, it, 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 it was as if governments throughout the world created this concept that we had to improve, um, this aspect, the emissions aspects of, of vehicles, great. And they set goals and they set objectives and they set timelines. And, and you know, when they were first set, everybody's going, there's no way we can, we can do this in the time frame that they, you know, and then, but the technology advanced and suddenly yeah, they were yeah. able to do it when in reality they weren't. <laughs> and, it's, they it's didn't, the and they didn't tell the truth that it couldn't be done. It's the classic what what gets measured gets managed. Yes. We're going to find ways to get the numbers to look the right way. This is another example of it. Speaking of numbers, let's switch gears, cover a couple different topics. Does that sound good? Yes, absolutely. All right, let's switch gears. Let's talk about Hyundai for a moment. Q4 performance from Hyundai. The biggest storyline here, Dad, is not the fact that Hyundai has increased their average transaction price by another 3%, so Hyundai prices. Keep on going up, up, yes. up. The biggest story here is the fact, and I'll zoom in on it. It's right here. Hyundai Motor sales in 2023 break record, share above 10%, putting the group ahead of Stellantis as the fourth largest vehicle seller in the U.S. market. While I have that pulled up, bear with yes. me for just one moment. I want to remind everyone that back at CarEdge.com, you can now buy a Hyundai directly on CarEdge.com. So if you are anywhere in the United States, you might have to pay for some shipping. If you're in the Northeast, north of Maryland, we can get you free shipping delivered to your door. No add-ons, no fees, no cars, uh, car dealership salesperson, anything like that. Just head to CarEdge.com and in this vehicle that you're interested in, put it new 2023 or 2024 Hyundai and we can get it delivered to your door. You can skip the dealership. We're officially directly competing with Amazon, I should add. But dad, what do you make? What do you make of the fact that the big news here, Hyundai is now past Stellantis as the fourth largest seller of new cars in America. You know, I I remember when Hyundai first came to the country, okay, as a brand. And and it was almost as if 
it was a throwaway brand. I mean, you know, the, the, it wasn't really a quality vehicle. It was, it represented the next frontier. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the sixties and seventies, um, is, is when the Asian brands, specifically Toyota, Nissan, Honda, um, came to the United States. And it was like, well, they're somewhat inferior to the American-made stuff, but they're cheaper. And then, and then the quality allegedly got better. And and the reason I say allegedly is because of everything that we know that's going on with Toyota now. Uh, but the quality allegedly got better, and it was still cheaper. And many Americans uh, uh, snatched up those brands, and then. And then Hyundai came and it was like their technology was 10 years behind what Honda, Nissan, Toyota was when Hyundai got here. But their saving grace was they're cheaper. So they were yep. they were the new Japanese brands, except it was Korean this time. And they were less money and they were lower quality. And so they were they were pretty much just considered a throwaway brand and look what they've done i mean they've they done have, incredibly well dad they've done incredibly they, well 10 percent market share in the united states is insane that's incredible they've completely changed their image from a throwaway brand to a high quality brand even amidst at, all of the engine issues fires yes. like even amidst that they have changed their image you got to think the palisade plays a huge role in that they were able to get people excited about the palisade over the past couple of years yeah they've they've done a remarkable job they came out with a luxury brand in genesis um they have they have reimagined the hyundai brand uh so that now it's a desirable product that sells better than Stellantis products. Um, it is still has some quality issues. Uh, you know, the concern in many cases has been has been engines and drivetrains. So that you think to yourself, okay, on the electric vehicle side, they they produce some really attractive, seems like quality EVs, and since there's no uh, engines you'd have to think well in their evs that that should make those a great value and a great vehicle um so yeah hats off to them for doing what they've been able to do it is and then you have to say to stellantis what the hell are you doing how could you save, let some, energy, save some energy save some energy i got a good one for you for our favorite segment <laughs> Of the show, Dad. In other news, we are getting General Motors' fourth quarter earnings after hours today. We've got a preview of what that's going to look like. Some big storylines here, Dad. Sales at GM were flat year over year, and so that means market share actually slipped. And yes. here's where things get interesting: incentives were increased seventy-eight percent to an average of nearly twenty-five hundred dollars per vehicle. So GM has gone gone to the days of not incentivizing the purchase of their vehicles, APR incentives, rebates, things like that. They're up 78%. And average transaction prices for a General Motors product continue to eke their way up to $53,310. I'll come down here, Dad, to the incentive chart. And may I say why you're Low doing that? High. <laughs> yeah, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if 
by the fourth quarter of this year, incentive spend goes up another 78% because that is what it's going to take to either maintain or grow market share um, with prices where they're at and interest rates where they're at. So they're going to have to truly spend considerably more money on incentives to be able to get people to continue to buy their products. 100%. You can see from year over year, that's where uh, the, the increase has happened. GMC is the most notable. That's the blue line in wow. this chart. Look at the slope of that blue line, Dad. It has gone up significantly, still far below where they were pre-pandemic, but they are building back up. And then average transaction prices here, you can see Cadillac average transaction prices up significantly. GMC average transaction prices up significantly. Chevy average transaction prices actually down just a touch and Buick down just a touch as well. So the story over at General Motors is slowing growth, reduction in market share and increases in incentives, all signs of buyer's market. And again, yes. I want to remind folks, we are build, I'm, I'm proud of what we're building, Dad, back at CarEdge.com. You can buy General Motors products on CarEdge.com. Again, skip the dealership. We got the Trax deal, for example. The $399 monthly payment on a lease or a finance ends at the end of the month. Hopefully, we can renew it in February, but it just depends on a, the uh, uh, available inventory in the network behind the scenes. So, folks, please take advantage of that. These dealers and these automakers are increasing incentives to try and move try and move the metal. GM losing some market share, I think, is a really important storyline, especially when you know Stellantis isn't the one picking it up. Uh, yes, you know it. It's it's more of your Asian brands either maintaining or slightly gaining market share, um, and in in this particular year, it was uh, Hyundai um, gaining a tremendous amount of market share. Absolutely. All right, you ready for our favorite segment of the show? Uh, would that be really? You gotta be kidding me. All right, folks, I laughed really hard when I saw this one earlier on Automotive News. Three years in, Stellantis <laughs> nurtures ex-FCA brands, the subhead. Only two of the seven FCA brands have increased U.S. sales since 2020, but none of them has left the market, which some dealers feared might happen. Can you imagine, Dad? This is the same uh, journalist, Vince Bond, who wrote the article about Car Edge in yes. Automotive News. Um, can you imagine waking up and you work either at Stellantis corporate or one of their dealerships. And it's like, all right, guys, we're going to celebrate guys and gals. Yeah. We're going to celebrate because uh, none of our brands have left the market and sales yes. are down on, at, you know, at, at like 75% of our brands, but none of them are out of the market yet. So let's sell it. I mean, what? Like, I, uh, that, that, yeah, that was like a, the, the nurtures part got me. Well, if you're nurturing things, then, well, then sales should be going up, not going down. It, it sounds like, um, um, as as much as they'd like to believe that they're helping these brands grow, everything they're doing is in the opposite direction. I mean, we know Jeep sales have fallen every year for the last five years. Which okay. Stellantis brands had year-over-year -year sales gains? Can you name them? Which ones? They're not uh, big movers, but which ones? I can't name them. I, I have uh, uh, Maserati. Okay, you know, instead of selling three, maybe they sold four. I don't know. <laughs> you know, now I make that comment and I jest, and then Igor is going to tell me in here, no, no, Maserati's hot, but I don't care how hot Maserati gets. It's not a volume brand, and it never will be. Um, is it so, yeah, Maserati was one. What, what was the other? I forget. 
Was it Chrysler? Chrysler, Chrysler actually saw their U.S. sales increase. Um, so it's Chrysler and Maserati are the bells of the ball over at Stellantis right now. If you're the executives running those brands, you're you know you're getting big bonus checks where everyone else is not. I mean, it's just ludicrous, man, what they've done. Yeah over at Stellantis. Speaking of ludicrous, he's a hell of a rapper. We got to get him on the show one day. Because ludicrous shows up on here. You know, every time we say ludicrous, a picture of ludicrous should pop up. Um, Just, you know. I love it, Dad. (laughs) Fiat. Let's talk about Fiat. I I think it said they sold, was it 650 Fiats last year? Or was it 560? I'll pull it up on the screen. Give me a yeah. second. It was 605. 605. 605. And, but yet they haven't exited the market. You know, but they, you know, but I, they, I, what, that there's, that they found 605 people to actually buy one. Um, you know, that, that's staggering. I wonder what, I what's wonder the average, what, what's the average price of a fiat? Maybe like 35,000, 40 grand. Um, well, it should be like half of what it is, but that's besides the point. Yeah. All right. So if I just do the math really quickly, so if they sold 605 at $40,000, which I can't imagine a Fiat actually being worth that much. Yeah. That's $24 million in revenue. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a reason to have Fiat here. That's a reason to, to say, Hey, I want to have a Fiat dealership, um, 605 cars. In a country of 330 million people. Yeah, they haven't left the market. Really? Really? You sell 605 cars and you you don't think you've left the market? And now you're going to come out, you're only going to have one model, one model. It's going to allegedly be an electric vehicle for about 35 grand. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Because there's just there's there's a, like a gazillion Americans lining up to get a Fiat electric vehicle. I mean, we just know they are. Can I ask you a question? What is? How do you? How do you get paid at a Fiat dealership right now? Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Like, maybe you sell what? Like, two new cars a month at your? And so I guess you're a used car dealer. Actually, I just answered my own question. You're a used car dealer. Okay, you're a used car dealer. Yeah, well, you know, if there's there there. I can't imagine there's any standalone Fiat dealerships left. So, so they're dueled up with one of their other fine products that isn't selling. And, and so when one sells, one sells, it's, you know, you're, you're not, you're not making a living off of Fiat. Um, Fiat's not making a living off of Fiat. So it it is, it, it just, it just amazes me that, that you would even suggest somewhere in that article that somebody's doing a good job at Stellantis. I mean, they're Nurturing. so excited and they're so proud of themselves for going more upscale with Jeep and 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 with the Grand Wagoneer and the, and it it doesn't sell. <laughs> it's a hundred ten thousand dollars. It doesn't sell. Nobody wants it. So I mean, how can you? How can you even put in the article like like they've done something positive? Yeah, they came out with a vehicle that nobody wants. Oh my, you know, it's like, what are the rewards for that? 
I, I, you know, you get to keep your Probably job. Probably a nice bonus you. check. Probably a nice bonus <laughs> check, man. All right, let's 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 pull this up on the screen real quick from Carson. Carson has a different take. Thank you for the uh, contribution. Carson says, fiats are babe magnets. So it's like Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, really it didn't Borat, Borat, no, he didn't have a chick magnet like that. I think, no. I think that, no, no, we're not going there on the show. <laughs> we are not going there on the show. How old was I when we watched Borat? Actually, I don't want you to get in trouble, but I think yeah. You were you were way too young, and I think your mother was mad at me. But that's that's besides the point. Definitely. Uh, Hey, let's give a quick shout out here to Hey, it's Ryu. Recently got a Mazda CX-5 Turbo Premium for just under forty-two thousand dollars out the door. Thanks, Ray and Zach. Congratulations, Mazda. I should mention it ends at the end of the month. We'll see. Beginning of this month, Dad, Mazda did not carry over their uh, 60-month 0% financing offer on the CX-5, CX-50, or CX-30. It was only limited to some of the Mazda. I think it was Mazda 3s, maybe. I don't know. They they very much so limited it. By middle of the month, or end of this month, they brought it back. There is currently 0% financing, folks, on Mazda CX-5, CX-50s, and CX-30s. If you are going to buy a Mazda, please buy on CarEdge.com. You get our pricing, no salespeople, all that fun stuff. And you can take advantage of that manufacturer giving 0% financing again. We haven't talked enough about that. And then Ford just came out with new regionalized incentives that are literally only good from the 27th to the 1st, 26th to the 1st. I posted them over on Twitter, Dad. Super aggressive over there. Like on the Expedition, you can actually pair the 1.9 or the 0% financing on the Expedition with a $4,000 cash incentive. These are examples of automakers mid-month, mid in the week realizing oh crap we're not selling as many cars we got to help our dealers Bingo. really interesting to see yeah yeah and and the mazda that's for 60 months you know that's not one of those uh, 24 36 month finance deals that's a 60 month finance deal um so i don't know if you know how to do math but if if you take a loan at 0% interest you're paying that loan back with cheaper money every yeah. month because of inflation. You know, your money doesn't go as far. So you're using cheaper money every month to be paying that back and you're not paying any interest to do it. Um, you know, so if I needed a car and I don't, but yeah. if I needed a car, I, I would look at that for that very reason, because there I know over the next 60 months. Yeah. You just know over the next sixty months that that you're paying it back with a ch- with cheaper dollars every month, and you're not paying any interest on it. I mean, my God. Yeah. yeah. And again, this is nothing to do with the dealers. This is from the OEM. Take advantage of it. These things are happening quick as they're watching their sales numbers each week. Not not move. Yeah, we've got Laura here saying, thinking of buying a Ford Explorer. Any deals on that, Laura? I'll show you really quick. This was this was really cool. I had um one of our dealer partners behind the scenes share this with me, and I was like. It was great. Like the access that we get nowadays is is uh, through the roof. So, Laura, let me pull this up on the screen for you. Bear with me, folks. So, this is a grid. You remember these, Dad? Did you ever get these? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember grids. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this grid date, guys. It's literally one twenty six to one thirty one. This was in a whole like package that was sent to me that had the grid for the whole month. But then they actually literally made updates. For the last week of the month, which is super cool to see. And then Laura was asking about, what vehicle was Laura asking about that? I think it was an Explorer, correct? Yes, I think so. So let's come over here. 23, we need Explorer. 
There's Here's the Explorer right XLT. Yeah. So it looks like we've got $750 as a cash incentive on it. And we've got 0% financing for, so these are all going to be 36, 48, 60, 72. So it's 0%, where was it? Yeah, right here. 0% for, for 36 months, 0.9% for 48 months, 1.9% for 60 months, 3.9% for 72 months. And then is there anything additional? What's this? 3,000. There's a renewal cash. So that would be if you were coming back. So yeah, there's $750 plus 0% financing for 36 months, Laura. Take advantage of that. Like that is, that's great. Plus you get whatever dealer discount you get, which again, if you buy on car edge, you don't have to worry about that because we're typically at invoice price or even below. So that's pretty great, man. It's pretty cool to see what's happening in the industry right now. Yep. Um, indeed. There, there, I, I know I, I read too many comments. I should stop doing it because I know people do not want to believe that we're in a buyer's market. Um, they do not want to believe that prices are going down, um, but they are. Uh, you, you know, and, and it's one thing to walk a lot and look at the prices. It's another thing to actually work car deals, which is what our team does every totally. day of the month where we're working hundreds, if not thousands of car deals a month. So we know what kind of discounts people can get. We've seen how much dealers, not all dealers, but some dealers, and in many cases, most dealers are willing to negotiate off the prices either of their new inventory or their pre-owned inventory. They're going to, if you're just looking at the window sticker, they're going to ask all the money in the world because you can't get what you don't ask for. Okay. But if you're a serious buyer and you're coming in, you should be able to work them for a discount. And if you're at a dealership where you can't, you're at the wrong dealership. We got to work on you though, Pops, because every single week we're adding new inventory to the Car Edge Network. So now we gotta, we're going to have to work on you to be like, you know, you have to go to the dealership and negotiate to just go just on the website. Car Edge. Just go on the website. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. It's pretty cool. It, it, every week we we have new dealers wanting to join the network and it's pretty, pretty cool. We're trying to take our time and do it right. That being said, let's come here from Taker. Thank, Thank you for the contribution. You. Speaking of Stellantis, aren't they the only remaining holdout on the adoption of NACS? They have some significant EV launches later this year. I think you're spot on. GM is over on the NACS. Ford is as well. So this is for electric electric vehicle yeah. charging. I'm pretty sure Stellantis is, is one of the lone holdouts there. Kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder what they're waiting for. Honda's over on that. Acura's over on that. Every Everyone's over on that. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe because Stellantis is more popular in Europe than it is in the United States. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to call it a show. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm glad you're feeling better, Dad. That green color looks darling on you. And darling, uh, yeah, thank like you, everyone, that. for being here. Darling, I like that. Um, oh, and here you go. Yeah, let's go to Car Edge to save 1K off MSRP on a POS Chevy. Oh, whoops. That was not a positive comment. But, well, you know. You know, may, 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 I, may I say this, that, that there are a lot of haters out there. And, and you know, I, I don't know what, what the commenter's doing to help people out trying to save money and trying to make the car buying experience a lot easier and a lot better for them. Um, so you can hate us all you want, but we're actually out there trying to do something for people. Um, so have at it. Get behind that keyboard. Keep sending all those nasty notes to us.
because, you know, we're just going to continue to save people thousands of dollars. And well, since we've been in business, we've probably saved people, what, 60, 70 million dollars. Um, probably more, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep typing away, buddy. You just keep typing away. <laughs> Love you, Dad. I will see you tomorrow and uh, have a great day. You do the same, handsome. Love you, too.